Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Jason Maletsky. And I'm Melanie Curtis. We're here to create conscious connections to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Yes, and our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. Duh. Always. Always and forever, family. Uh, yeah, if you want to find us on the internet, go to trustthejourney.today. That's our website and our Instagram. We welcome your engagement. We welcome your feedback and comments. Please like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. That helps us reach more people, which is definitely our goal, the impact in the community that we're building. If you want to join the conversation more directly and support the work that we do through Trust, Trust the Journey, you can become a, a Patreon supporter. So go to to the website for that scroll down and donate in any amount and that will get you into our trust the journey family we'd love to have you we'd also like to thank our editor kimberly joy voice for taking over the editing of the show and posting of the show for us if you would like her services she is available at kimberlyjoyvoice at gmail.com she'll be glad to help you out Heck yeah. And if you want to follow Jay or myself individually, Jay is on Instagram at Jason underscore Maledsky, and I am at Melanie Curtis 11. Cool. So right on family. Let's dive into this. Today is our Christmas special. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. If you're, Merry Christmas, everybody. If you're watching on YouTube, I have a really fun sparkly hat and I have a really fun shirt with llamas on it. And I'm drinking my coffee out of my Santa mug. Because Melanie fuck is it. very festive today. <laughs> because because why not? Bah humbug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of the silliness. I'm a fan of of doing things like that. I've always, but I mean, I've always been a fan of like costumes and stuff. But this is like a little easy version of that. And also, this is just such a cozy shirt. A thing, that's the thing about Christmas makes me think coziness, you know, hanging out by the tree and the lights. I swear I spend more time in my living room during the time we have our Christmas tree up than any other time in the year, just because I want to hang out with the tree and the lights. Well, that's kind of the thing about the season, right? Like in the Northern Hemisphere where we do get um, winter at this time of year, the winter solstice is um, December 21st, right? The first day of winter, the shortest day of the year. So there's so much history, you know, and there's so much um, perspective around what is Christmas and what are the holidays and what does festive mean to you and, and all these different versions and Personally, I resonate a lot with the, the winter solstice and understanding that we have this deep relationship to the seasons and that on this shortest day of the year, we're going to spend most of our time inside because it's going to be cold. And so we're going to be, you know, gathered around the fire. We're going to be huddled up kind of like around the hearth, you know, in the, the old fashion of living. And um that coziness like that like oh let's nestle in and let's just be you know huddled in together it's there's something very appealing about that and i really am happy that i've moved back to a place where it gets cold you know after 20 years of living in florida 
I really like that cold time of year because I do want to get cozy and I do want to put on sweaters and I do mm-hmm. want to have on warm socks and pants and like all the comfy things like because I can't wear like you know warm fuzzy pants in Florida and in December it's too hot you know (laughs) I know (laughs) I love the cold oh my god I love the cold I love the winter I love the coziness one of my friends has a fireplace oh my god I just love sitting there with my laptop and just clickety clacking away enjoying the the dura flame and just oh I love it I know. I know. Enjoying the Duraflame. I know. It sounds so, so cheesy, but like, hey, you make it work how you can. And I think that's something I've always been like, that's something I've always cared to like a perspective I've always cared to bring is like the real lack of judgment. You know what I mean? For me, of course, I'm wearing this silly outfit today, but I like it because it's fun and silly and who cares? And equally, if no one, if someone's not into this, that's fine too. But also like some people, and we've talked about this before, but some people don't like the holidays. I totally respect that. You know, it might bring up sad memories. That's totally normal. Some people might not have a lot of money and be able to buy presents and this and that. Some people might, might not want to do that. So there's so many different things. But so like the Duraflame is a great example of that where it's like, yeah, it'd be theoretically cooler, better, whatever, if you were to judge it like that, that it would be with logs and wood and you'd make it yourself but you know what hey duraflame it's it's beautiful it's fire and it makes me really happy you know what i mean that type of thing just keeping it simple can sometimes be really i don't know just make it easier and so therefore make it a little bit more enjoyable a little bit less stressful yeah so i'm one of those people who has the somewhat traumatic um, relationship with the holidays, you know, where part of my history is good memories of Christmas and part of my life history is these memories I don't really want to reflect on as much. Yeah. And it's taken me a long time to get, you know, like, get past like my bah humbug relationship to the holidays is based on an emotional connection or an emotional wound that I haven't done anything about until, well, I hadn't done anything about. And so I understand when, and, and there's this whole religious scarring thing, right? So like Christmas being, you know, the birth of Christ apparently, and you know, whatever version you believe is the reason why we celebrate that time of year, you know, if if you believe that that's Jesus's birthday, great. If you believe that that's the shortest day of the year and that Christmas day is actually the first day of the new year beginning because the days start to get longer then albeit believe whatever you wish. But I think Melanie's really hitting the nail on the head that like the attitude that we choose to bring towards the opportunities that we have to connect with each other is really what it's all about. You know? Yeah. I got a message this morning that asked me, which side of the bed did you roll out on today? Cause I was feeling like crap yesterday, man. I had a bad day. Yeah. And so today I was like, I rolled out on the right side. I rolled out on the right side, you know, cause <laughs> I just want to have that good attitude, you know, regardless of how I'm feeling, I got to start it with a good attitude. Yeah. And that's hard. I acknowledge you for in bringing intention to that moment. It can't be easy to do that. It isn't easy for most of us to do that when we're struggling. So I love that. And thank you for oh. showing up to our space with your, beautiful energy as always. 
Well, I didn't bring any sequins Christmas tree hats or <laughs> Santa mugs. I, I, I have so many. I could give you so many. I'm like, I wish we were closer. I Don't, would have driven one over just for this episode. I, just for the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never been like, I've never really enjoyed the uh, kind of the ornate element of it, but I do appreciate the. I do appreciate it, you know, like when people go all out and make their house into a winter theme for the fun of making it artful. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, it's super fun. Yeah. I think it's like everything else. You know what I mean? If you take if you take off the heavier pieces of it and you and we look at Christmas objectively from just an outside perspective of not having baggage that we might bring to it. And I see I mean, baggage whether it's painful or whether it's positive, I like uh, some experience already with it. The way that I think about it or the way that I experience it is definitely not religious for me. It's more uh, an excuse, not an excuse. That's the wrong word. The uh, an opportunity to embody some of my values of play you know, so that's like this is just playful and fun and silly and nonsensical. So play. And then, of course, the generosity of the season, feeling like you're inviting people over and connection, generosity and connection. So play, generosity and connection feel very present for me during the holiday season, which is why I like the holiday season. So I get to not that you can't all around you know, all through the year, of course, you can lean into those values all the time. And I do in my own ways. It's just a a cool opportunity to be able to do it in a, you know, more specific way. And I like that. Yeah. So it works for me. It suits you. Yeah. Yeah. I think Christmas sweaters and Santa mugs and sparkly Christmas tree hats are right up your alley. <laughs> totally. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there is, something, there is something fun, like the whole note of it just being fun. I think that's like it's the the point of it is it's why so many of us can look past the I don't quite understand all the variables involved kind of thing. Like if you're a kid or a parent and you're just looking at this holiday, whether you're religious or not, or whether you exemplify it as a, you know, a spiritual holiday, you just look at the whole thing of it all and you go, okay, there's all the marketing. Mm -hmm. There's all the, like the context to like spend and buy and give and commercialize. And and then like the forced family gathering with, that might be awkward with family (laughs) members you may or may not have a connection with or, and there could be all these stressors and all these things related to it, but like the whole point of it is to like, just get together and have fun and be grateful. It's another gratitude holiday, right? Where we're like, let's, let's gather around and let's give each other things and show each other how we care. Yeah. And create new traditions and stuff like that. Share experiences. How, if the question is, how do we make memories? How do we foster connection and fellowship and love? It's, you know, another way we can do that if we so choose. Like, for example, Sarah, my roommate and one of my best and closest friends, we have a new tradition where we cut down a Christmas tree every year and we love it. We go saw one down. We walk through the fields. We find the perfect weird looking one because we don't like things that are, you know, like and it's part of our new tradition of our little chosen family. You know what I mean? So our family, our immediate family and our 
day-to-day life looks very atraditional, looks very non-traditional. And we love that. And that's super cool. And, and at the same time, if one goes to visit their family and they have family and that's part of their thing, great. Um, but making new traditions as an avenue to healing the feelings that might emerge around a holiday. Like when I was in my major heartbreak phase, the holidays were extremely painful. I'm alone. I have no, I have nobody like all those sort of negative thoughts around love relationship would be really painful. I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm alone. You know what I mean? And so it would really be like just hard to think, oh, I'm not going to have a present from someone. I don't have anyone to share it with. Just like all those, those sort of negative cycling thoughts around that type of hurt. Um, but yeah, and like part of uh, obviously healing that more deeply is a different, a different animal and that's necessary. And that's certainly what I did, but also coupling it with making new traditions and, and loving and accepting those like learning to live outside of those pre pre prescribed boxes about what the holidays, Christmas or whatever should quote unquote look like, or what it looks like for the majority in our American society. Hmm. It's such a complex holiday, right? Mm -hmm. It's so complex because it's bridged all the gaps. Like it's across all the different, um, continents it's mixed in through all different religions so you have different versions of christmas under different religions um and then there's the whole thing of the tree the ritual of the tree and the ornaments and the gift giving and the tales of saint nicholas and reindeers (laughs) and you're just like in these fanciful tales you know and you're just like (laughs) what? Especially when, I mean, I can't even imagine being a kid today and growing up in the world of iPhones and computers and being told, like, trying to, like, fathom some story of Santa Claus coming down the chimney where nobody has a chimney anymore. And, you know, and you're just like, what in the hell is this? Yeah, like, what? (laughs) Well, well, what's funny is Carolyn, Carolyn's one of my two best friends in the entire world. For Christmas, basically, we went to see Jen Kirkman do comedy in New York and Brooklyn, and uh, it was hilarious. I I don't know Jen Kirkman very well, but I learned a bit about her to go and see the show and then to actually have been at the show. She talks a lot about Gen X and how so many millennials and Gen Zers don't. And this is a broad sweeping thing. I don't know much about this, but she was talking about how they don't think that Gen X did anything because it's not, we weren't around with cell phones and constant photos of everything and this and that. And how she's talking about, you would get a fucking disposable camera and it would last you the year. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it was, it's funny to, to reflect on our generation. I think we're, you're Gen X too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like our generation being the transition generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I know what I was thinking about as I was watching this documentary um, the night before last. It's this um, story of um, 
Marc Andre. Uh huh. Um, Leclerc is a Canadian rock climber. Is an the movie's called the documentary is called The Alpinist. Mm-hmm. And it if you haven't watched it yet, it's it's just incredible. I mean, his story, The Alpinist. It's on Netflix. Um, Jean Marc Andre Leclerc, his um approach to life in this modern day and age had a lot of it made me think about a lot of my own journey because he was living without a phone mm-hmm. you know and just climbing mountains and didn't really care about having a phone or not because his priority was not to be in communication with people but to climb mountains yeah and i remember living a large period of my life with no phone mm-hmm. you know like where I'm like, I didn't have a phone or a bank account or a fixed address or anything like that. And so there's this weird time. I'm like, yeah, there was a time when I didn't have one, you know, and now I can't even fathom not having a phone. <laughs> I know. But this is this is the weird thing is like it's this weird transition because, yeah, there was uh, back when I did the Appalachian Trail in 2012, mm-hmm. we disconnected. We did not have carry phones. Amazing. We carried we carried a single little Nokia that had one person's contact info in it, who was the person who was sending our supplies. Mm. And so we disconnected from the world in that context, right? So this whole idea of like in our lifetimes, you know, as a younger person, we had black and white TVs. And we had no phones. We'd have like the diet, the one that you'd go like, what do you call those ones? Where you have rotary, the, the, the rotary, rotary dial, phone. rotary yeah, dial, yeah. you know, like a rotary dial. Every one of the numbers <coughs> or wall mounted one with a really, really long cord that you could go across the kitchen. <laughs> I had both of those. <laughs> yeah. I had both of those. Gen X. Love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's it's really ride, special. Right? It's really special. I think it, it points to some is if you have more to say, please say some and I'll I'll save my thought. No, I was just reflecting. I mean, you, you were touching on the whole like this ride from Gen X where I actually I did have something I wanted to close yeah, with. Yeah, go for it. Um, we we've had this whole experience of like. It seems to, it, I don't know if it's going to seem like this to everybody, if it's like in every lifetime seems to have the same perspective where you're like, when I was a kid, we only had this. And then when I'm an adult or an yeah. older person or passing on, this is this is what we had. Right. It, it, ha, is it like that for everybody or does it change? You know, uh, are we really on that tipping point? And I don't know. I saved this meme. This is what I wanted to close with. Yeah. Yeah. I saved this meme because I saw it and it. It literally made me smile. It's a, um, I'll hold it up for our, our YouTube viewers. It's a, one of these old photos where everything's kind of sepia toned, right? Yeah. And it's a, a shirtless father handing a, holding a glass of beer for the baby who's probably <laughs> within a year old, you know, who's sipping on the glass of beer and the little kid's wearing a dress, you know, it's probably a boy. And I I looked at this and I'm like, oh, I have a picture of me just like this, yeah, you know, right, like the exact right. same picture where I'm my dad's got me cradled in his lap and he's helping me sip on a bottle of Labatt 50, you know, and I'm, I'm a 
baby, an infant, you know, and it says Generation X, the last great generation before all you sissies were born, you know, (laughs) it's kind of it's derogatory, right? And it's not nice that it's derogatory, but it made me laugh because, you know, this does feel like there was a big shift where um, I when we learned to ice skate, we didn't have helmets or training wheels. And I was watching kids learning today and they've got helmets. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they have helmets. Oh I'm like, we just cracked our head on the ice. Oh my God. I think about how many things, there's so many memories where I'm like, how am I alive? <laughs> I mean, that's got to be notwithstanding, but I think what is useful to point out, which is sort of what we were pointing out with the non-judgment of how a person may or may not engage in the holiday season or enjoy it or not enjoy it is I think it is a another great opportunity to reflect on what privileges we have. You know what I mean? If I have money enough to buy presents and gifts for people that I care about, how wonderful is that? I want to be grateful for that. You mentioned the gratitude piece. And I think that that recognition of, of privilege and stuff. So I think that can be a really powerful filter to just ex- to just access gratitude and peace around it, to have friends, to buy presents for some people are alone. And that's very sad. And that's understandable. How grateful am I for the people in my life? Some people don't have a home. And I have this beautiful home with a beautiful tree that I get to look at how, you know what I mean? Like really taking stock of how different some people's lived experiences are comparatively to our own. I think that can really help us access ways to be of service. And I I know like for the more, and actually I don't know this, but I imagine the, the tone of being of service in the realm of Christianity or Jesus or whatever that I don't know how people necessarily talk about that piece. Even though I grew up in a Christian household, I I don't honestly really remember how people talk about that. But the idea of how can we be of service to our communities? How can we give to people less fortunate than us? Those are themes that have always been in my holiday experience as well. Maybe you volunteer, maybe you donate a toy for tot type of thing in your mall you throw in a teddy bear or something like that like I think those are good touch stones to important perspectives versus just barreling into the holiday in our own way without contemplation yeah that's really powerful reflection for sure um I can I can reflect a little bit on you, you actually triggered a bunch of memories Um, when I was a young boy, my mother was disabled. Mm -hmm. She was in a car accident. She was a taxi driver. Um, so she was a single parent and a sole source of income was her driving taxi. And when she got hit by a drunk driver, uh, disabled her and she was injured pretty badly for a long time, couldn't drive anymore. And we actually, as kids received support at Christmas time and other times of the year through the local charitable organizations, which helped to make sure there were presents under our Christmas tree. That's great. You know, so I can remember receiving gifts that were said from Santa and knowing and seeing the tears in my mom's eyes, you know, that the gifts that were under the tree for the kids, which was myself and my brother, 
they were coming from one of the local charitable organizations. And I'm sorry that I can't quote who that was, um, you know, being that I was probably six or seven years old at the time. Yeah. <clears throat> but I do remember these important things like socks being a Christmas mm -hmm. present, you know, and you're mm -hmm. like really stoked to get some new socks. Even yeah. though you're a kid, you're like, I really want a toy. Right. Uh, but then there'd also be a toy in there, you know, and yeah, that was really powerful. It's really powerful to remember how it's not as easy for everybody all the time and refocusing can be a really powerful process. Yeah. You know, and I think that story is beautiful. I think of the impact on you as the kid getting something, not getting nothing. And I think about the impact on your mom, who is probably like, again, the tears in her eyes are representative. I cannot imagine not of just so grateful that her boys that she loves so much are having a, a positive experience of their holiday versus a hurt hurting one. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. Do you ever have that experience? I mean, you're a cat owner. Has your cat <laughs> pulled your Christmas tree down? <laughs> she actually hasn't. Not yet. She she sort of like eyes the lower hanging fruit, as it were. But she's so comically indifferent to shit. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> she's like, whatever that thing is, I'm just going to lay over here. But at the same time, she was on the table yesterday and Sarah had some presents and some like, I don't know, those round candies. And she was like, so she'll get like fixated on one thing. So I think we've achieved having ornaments that she won't fixate on. Not low enough for her to get after them. Mm, yeah. yeah. We had multiple times in my childhood where I can remember the cats just going straight up the tree, like <laughs> up inside the tree and then the whole thing coming over, you know. That's so, so hilarious. It's just, it's I almost wish but... Matilda would do that because I would just be like, that is like my favorite memory of the entire year. Mm. <laughs> do you watch the Griswolds? Fuck yes. I'm yeah, totally into it. I'm totally yeah. into the there are certain holiday movies that I do watch. I just watched well, Elf, definitely the Griswolds, Die Hard, of course. <laughs> Die Hard. What a cla I mean, how has this become <laughs> our version of a Christmas classic? I know, right? I know. You're like, wait a second, this is Bruce Willis fighting terrorists in a big <laughs> skyscraper. Is it a skyscraper? Yeah, I actually worked. I used to work in that building. That, oh, really? Yeah, when I moved to Los Angeles with the investment banking job that I had back in the day, I worked on the 13th floor of that building. It's called Fox Plaza. So they called it Nakatomi Plaza in the movie, but it's Fox Plaza. I have to say that's actually one of another one of those movies that contributed pushing me towards base jump. <laughs> I don't know why uh, the influences this whole weird, of yeah. our young life. It's so weird. Yeah. 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 What about you? Are you do you watch movies now that you're so sort of more through? Yeah. My mom had a big influence on our um television experience as a child. She was quite you know, I guess as good as a parent can be about being present to what we were watching or were not watching. So there's quite a bit of positive influence. But then there were the times where I guess she wasn't paying attention, you know, and there was some really negative influence through television. Oh, but, um, you know, the favorites are 
um, all the old classics, like the anything um, Snoopy, Charlie Brown, yep. Charles Schultz. Yeah, th- those are just iconic. And I grew up with the era where we watched the claymation yep. and the puppet, the puppeteer type stuff, where. Um, Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red Reindeer, yeah. which was like a little puppet. With the Rudolph was claymation. Frosty was it Frosty claymation? A car- it, I think it was. And Frosty was the cartoon, right? At least that's what I remember. No, but we totally so, watched watched those yeah. two. Well, there's the one with the abominable snowman right. in it too. Like all those, yeah, I love those classics. Rudolph. Is yeah. it Rudolph? Yeah, and, yeah. Got the, and then there's the character mm-hmm. with all the little flame hair. Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. I love, those are classics. I really enjoy those. I still will pull them up once in a while and watch those yeah. just for old time's sake, you know. Yeah, and I think that it touches us back to something. I was just reflecting on this actually when we went to New York for the Jen Kirkman thing for this Christmas adventure that we had planned for making memories as best friends. I, I'm going to interrupt you. I'm yeah. sorry. Your hat is hilarious. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Like, I'm, just, I'm, I trying, to be ser- I'm trying to time. be serious and keep eye contact <laughs> with you, but your hat. I know. Well, we did just talk. Queen Jasmine is drawn to the mm-hmm. sequence and the beauty. So, it does not surprise me that you're loving this hat. You're welcome, world. You are welcome, world. Uh, yeah. No, but we were reflecting on that because I lived in New York in a youthful part of my life. It was where I moved right after I graduated Middlebury. And so it was my first job out of college. I was a young person, my first like venture into life on my own because college, you're still sort of half in the nest. You know what I mean? But like, and I and we were wondering, is that because it was a more formative? I mean, I guess that's maybe not the right word, but a, an experience from my young life. Why, if that's partly why I love New York so much, I think it's a bit of both. That it was when I was young that I moved there and loved it, and I love the unique and special energy of New York City. But it goes back to these these shows. Like, why would we want to watch a fucking claymation? show that we've seen 50 times. You know what I mean? It's because there's some sense of like a, I don't know, a touch point back to a simpler time or a touch point back to something that felt, you know, safe and secure, or it touches us with the, it to those older emotions. I think. I think that anytime that we have a relationship to a point in our lives where we're children there's it's it's a different version of us right like i've had a number of these where there's an instance of relation it's kind of like a moment of meditation actually where you're like i'm suddenly able to be transposed to a different perspective on things i'm not being my mind i'm viewing my mind you know and we're able to stop being who we are in this moment. You know, 48-year-old Jay is no longer 48-year-old Jay. And my mind's eye shifts yeah. to being six or seven-year-old Jay and having that same, you know, childlike perspective on the world. And that is really, that's really special, you know? It's yeah. really special when we can be there. I, I had it happen the other day. It was so instantaneous, too. And it was in a moment of play and I really noticed it because I was suddenly like, oh, I really feel different right now. Like there's something happening that's not it's not the same kind of like day to day version of me. Suddenly I was, you know, 
curious and just seeking to like learn more and explore. And it was this little toy ball that I had ordered from somewhere online. I was like, oh, this will be a fun party toy to bring out and play with. And when it arrived, I pulled it out and started playing with it with my friend in the yard. And immediately you've got two 40 something year old guys (laughs) running around the yard like little kids, you know, chasing (laughs) this toy ball that's like zinging around everywhere. And I saw the size of the smile on my friend's face and I heard myself laughing and I was like, oh man, look at us, right? Like we're, we're acting like little kids right now. And it's so joyful and so natural and so unencumbered and Mm -hmm. just truly curious and playful. And it really did trigger an awareness. I'm like, oh, this feels really nice. And this is kind of thing I should allow to happen more often. Yeah. And I think it's, you kind of have to look for it. Like it doesn't just happen, you know, like once I've had this life experience where, and I can relate this to the holidays too, where I can say, you know, like, yeah, oh yeah, Christmas tree. Oh yeah, eggnog. Wow, wow, wow. I can be like, I've done all this before. What fun is it? Yeah. You know, or I can actually get into the, get into it and and revel in whatever everybody else is in reveling in it and also just resonate have that same resonant experience like oh if there's somebody who's enjoying what they're experiencing right now i can enjoy seeing them enjoying themselves and that can be a resonance experience where i'm now able to enjoy myself more and be in that same playful place yeah yeah enthusiasm is brave seriously in a culture where we are not as supported to express You know what I mean? When we are brave enough to say, I'm into this, I'm enjoying this, I'm going to do this and I want to do this. This is cool. Right. We're we're asserting a firm stance on whatever it is that we're doing. Like, absolutely. People could look at me being all stoked on my Christmas tree on the Internet or my cat or my whatever I post about a lot and and judge that as uncool. You know what I mean? Is be like, ugh, you know, because there's a there's an extreme, there's sort of an edge when we're talking about enthusiasm. It means we're taking an opinion or a support of something to an, a more extreme place. And that then it can be met with judgment. Me wearing a stupid sparkly hat is a version of that. Where I have to be cool with people being like, that's stupid. But I'm like, I'm cool with it because I like it. It's not, <laughs> it's not stupid. I mean? It's not stupid. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Silly. Because, yeah, that's what I believe in. Totally, exactly right. It's yeah. not doing very much to cover your head. No. Put it that way. It's, oh, my God. You guys now, everybody listening has to go to the YouTube channel. <laughs> And subscribe just to see this hat. So the function of a hat. Let's just talk about this for a second. Because is this hat supposed to like keep the sun off you or keep your ears warm? Or is it like trying to keep the sun out of your eyes? Like, no. No. Oh, I love this hat. I almost wore the antlers, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the hat today. (laughs) The fact that I have fucking plethora of choices of these (laughs) holiday headband hats and antlers should also speak volumes as to where I 
roll how i roll uh, i can completely relate when you start speaking about a plethora of ridiculously sparkly <laughs> things for yes. no reason except that they're sparkly and fun <laughs> exactly yeah. right yeah exactly right it's funny you mentioned this earlier but it's so it's kind of sad and also i don't know what it is but one of the things i wrote down was commerce christmas includes mm. commerce you know what i mean we sell stuff we buy stuff i mean not everybody but like you know it's a part of the nature of this this time and this holiday um yeah i'm happy to share things if you guys want to buy stuff that i sell you're certainly welcome to do that there are books. Um, I feel like I want to just list them off because honestly, why not? Go for it. You know, yeah. um, I think most of you know I'm a writer, but How to Fly is out in print or audible. We have our graphic memoir. It's called With Our Whole Broken Hearts. That is a really powerful share. So for anybody who is in heartbreak or you want to support someone who's feeling challenged that way, that's a really good gift. Uh, One Positive Thought Can Change Everything. That's my first book. It's a quote book and quote and sort of journal. But I love that. It's all on my website, MelanieCurtis.com. You can hire me as a life coach, do a sample session, go into 2022 with some support and teamwork. There's swag. Trust the Journey has swag as well. You could buy a, a a Patreon membership. That could be a gift to yourself is joining us in the Trust the Journey family. Um, I do online classes also, but it's all on my website. But yeah, if you guys really are looking for last minute gifts, uh, I welcome it. I'm happy to send you a gift certificate if you want to wrap something up for somebody. But MelanieCurtis.com is where all of my stuff is. And I appreciate anybody who decides to do that. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you, Melanie. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to share? Oh, I'm actually kind of just like having this more round experience of the holidays i was just thinking about it a little bit this year a couple days ago excuse me pardon me i am i i still like have a little bit of fear related to the holidays you know i was actually just like meditating on how do I feel about the holidays what do I want to do my life's changing right now Mm -hmm. where I'm in I'm in a different living situation and I'm like where do I want to be who do I want to be with what do I want to do how do I want to feel how do I want to feel about the holidays is like a question that I asked myself and I even asked that around recent um, Thanksgiving. I was like, how do I want to feel about this? Because I have these feelings that I've had, which are a mixed bag, you know, where there's been really great times. Like for a long time, Christmas meant skydiving my butt off. Yeah. You know, like a ton of skydiving and Mm -hmm. lots of people coming around. And now that's not the case anymore. It's a different experience. And actually where I live now, most people leave yeah and go away yeah so this is not a christmas destination it's kind of the opposite where for most of my adult life i've been where everybody wants to go at christmas yeah so um i've been reflecting on it a little bit and kind of detaching from my own oh i need it uh it, it is a certain way because of my past experience you know like and trying to be more present to that and i think that's a really great touch point for anybody who might be listening like you know if i have had negative experience with 
you know, like a great, one of the traumas that comes up with me is fighting with family. Yeah. So one of the common occurrences that would happen in my family is people would scream and yell at each other and there would be arguments. And that was really traumatizing because I had traumas and triggers related to fighting and yelling. So if those things came up in relationship to a holiday, then for me, that was attached to the trigger for the trauma, right? And so now I have to remember, I'm like, that's probably not going to happen yeah. at, in my sphere. And so I don't have to like have a fear related to the holiday occurring because of some, you know, old memory or old trauma. And so I can choose. I'm like, actually, what do I want to do with this holiday? Like, how do I want to approach it? Do I want to take it for myself? Yeah. And do something specifically, you know, as a gift to myself? Do I want to do something for others? Do I want to work in a charitable way where I'm like, help out the soup kitchen or like just be involved in a community center or help to provide for those who have less in whatever way, form or shape that might be? And really just kind of make a bigger reflection on my action towards the holidays rather than just having a pre-programmed response. I think I think that's like what I really want to do overall yeah. in life is like break away from this conditioning that Christmas means commercialism or yeah. or or anything. It doesn't matter whether it's Christmas or whether it's birthday or whether it's just every day of my life. I should work from Monday to Friday or whatever the concept is. Like, I really just want to take a step back from whatever preconceived idea I have about something and look at it another way and say, what do I really want it to look like? How how could I imagine it being another way and how would it feel the best? You know, like imagine the imagine it feeling really good and then work to take the action steps that are necessary to to bring that to reality. I love that. I think that's so important. I think there is a process to that of the version of that for me is. I have really and I've said this many times and I've been working on this for multiple for multiple years is traveling less. And so this this feeling, this calling of wanting to be home in my home in the Northeast and just allow that and be okay with not going to visit my parents or something. You know, I make I make them a priority in a lot of other ways, which makes me feel peaceful relative to do I have to go and spend the holiday with the family that I like to be around. You know what I mean? No, I don't. I can still stay home. You know what I mean? I can still spend it by myself and that's okay. I can spend it with Matil or I can go skiing with a friend or I can whatever, you know what I mean? Make a, make a new thing. I can take the train into New York. I can whatever, you know, Sarah and I can open gifts and have it be traditional with us. It can, it can be lots of different things, but What I'm saying, what I'm pointing to is the autopilot of it's Christmas. I would have to be with my family. If I'm not with my family, I'm missing out on something. You know what I mean? Like the idea of traveling to Florida as as much as I love being with my mom. You know how much I love my mom. I loathe the idea of going to Florida during the holidays. So I don't want it. So I'm not doing it. 
I'm not going to do it because I don't want to. And it's okay. You know what I mean? But historically feeling sort of the pressure or fearing my emotional response of loneliness or of FOMO, you know, that fear of missing out or something or like that type of feeling if I opted out of the traditional choice. It's interesting how different our lives are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I completely relate, though. I understand. And it's the perspective is is really valid. And I think it's really important for each of us to kind of look inside of ourselves and decide where we want how where and how we want to relate to mm-hmm. the holidays, because this life is short. Right. And our opportunities are limited. Um, and there's only going to be so many that are going to go by and they're going to be gone. And we can look back at it later and have whatever experiences we want, but it's really up to us to choose. Yeah. How. Yep. And I do feel that I feel the loss of that, you know, with my gram being gone and, and our family not getting together for big family holidays anymore. And even my nuclear family not getting together anymore. I mean, like what's I, an, I miss that nuclear family. Meaning my mom, my dad, my brother, like my immediate family versus okay. extended family. So like I would mean me getting together with mom, Al and Matt and the people connected to those people, but not mm. my aunts and uncles and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I miss that. Like I would love that, you know, and I've made efforts to try to plan stuff, but my brother and my sister, they have their own kids and they have their own families and they want to be at their house, you know, and I can, I can honor that choice too. It makes me go, oh man, it's like, cause so it makes me wistful of, for the times when we were together playing chess, you know what I mean? Like watching TV and our PJs and our fluffy socks and just opening presents together. I cherish those memories and I recognize that that's probably it's not maybe not never going to happen again, but those days are definitely gone. Hmm. So you so you make new memories, you make new make you you make new things. And I think embracing that and accepting that is the way to still f- enjoying it and feeling like it's of, of value and not just an emotional pain point for you. Bless you. Excuse me. <laughs> mm, I felt that one coming for a while. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, the I release. Oh. Feels so good. Yeah. I really hope that there's snow on the ground today when everybody's listening. Me too. Yeah. I, po- I, I posted go for a walk in the snow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love the, I love the crunch uh, and the fluff and the like this. It's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. I already have a ski trip to Vermont booked for the preceding days to Christmas. So nice. I'm banking on snow existing in Vermont. It's a little bit further north, so I think it's very likely. What's the name of the resort there? I mean, there's a bunch of them, but I'm going to go to Killington. I've never been. Kill- Killington. I've never yeah, been I, I, to Killington. That's where I went when I was back in my 20s. I used to live in Massachusetts, spent a bunch of time up there. And any of my Massachusetts friends are listening. Hey, I miss you guys. I love you. Such a good time in life. So many fantastic memories. And I can remember 
Um, some of my friends were actually uh, worked at the bar up there at Killington, and I went up there for like first day of the season. Oh, um, so stoked! Back in like nine, I'm gonna say like ninety eight, ninety nine kind of time. That's you know, when like, I was in Middlebury. Yeah. Hey, our paths, two ships crossing in the night. Yeah. Yeah. Man, the snow was terrible. The snow was whole so England. bad. It's New England. It's New England. So oh. That's how I know how to ski. I don't even know how to ski powder. Ice. Like, don't even know. Ice. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm like, hopefully they groom it and it's like, okay, well, good. Oh. Shall we? We shall. Well, hopefully by the time you are listening to this family, I will have gone skiing and the next episode I will report back about how wonderful it was. But really, ultimately, we love you all. However you choose to celebrate or not celebrate or whatever, I think going back to the gratitude and generosity of of this time, at least for me, I am just so grateful for everybody, all of you who are listening. It really... It really, really is wonderful to know that what we're doing is of, of value to you guys. And so, yeah, please hit us up with any questions or any other way we can maybe support you or just thoughts that you have for us. We always welcome that. And of course, join us in the, in the Trusted Journey family if you want to as well. Yeah, we really appreciate your support. If you would choose to become a Patreon supporter, it really makes a big difference to us being able to continue producing this show. Any donation will get you into the Trust the Journey family, which we'd love to have you there. Wonderful group of humans there. And I truly, personally appreciate all of your support because, you know, I'm part of this family, you're part of this family, and, you know, we all contribute into that, supporting each other through that um, emotionally safe space that we create at the Trust the Journey family. Yeah. If you want to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook or anything, it's trustthejourney.today. That's right. And Jason underscore Maledsky or Melanie Curtis 11. Uh, and Kimberly Joy Voice at gmail.com if you want the support for the podcast editing. She's a, she's a dream. Don't totally hire her if you need that kind of support. But ultimately, we love you so much and we just are so grateful for you and heading into the new year soon. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We love you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.